0: Hello, this is Pastor Marty from Fellow Helpers Ministries, bringing you another podcast in the pastor's study, Biblical Lessons in the Battlefield of Life from a retired pastor of 45 years who was saved after serving as a Staff Sergeant Airborne Ranger in Vietnam. My testimony is shared in podcast number one. It is my desire to share with you lessons the Lord has taught me over my years of living as a Christian and serving as a pastor. These podcasts are intended to whet your appetite for further personal Bible study. They'll be short, 20 to 30 minutes, and having your Bible and something to jot down notes might be helpful. If you have any questions, you can contact me by email, F H M at gmail.com. That's M-A-S-I-T-T-O, F-H-M for Fellow Helpers Ministries, at gmail.com. The title of our Bible study today is, Setting up banners in the day of trouble from Psalm 20. This psalm records for us how Israel prepared their hearts before entering into war. Definitely a day of trouble for sure. What lessons can we learn that will help us prepare for the battles we face in the days of trouble? Let's read Psalm 20 and have a word of prayer and see. Psalm 20 begins by saying this, The Lord hear thee in the day of trouble, The name of the God of Jacob defend thee, send thee help from the sanctuary, and strengthen thee out of Zion. Remember all thy offerings, and accept thy burnt sacrifice, Selah. Grant thee according to thine own heart, and fulfill all thy counsel. We, verse 5, will rejoice in thy salvation, and in the name of our God we will set up our banners, the Lord fulfill all thy petitions. Now know I that the Lord saveth his anointed, He will hear him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. They are brought down and fallen, but we are risen and stand upright. Save, Lord, let the King hear us when we call. Shall we pray? Our Father in heaven, you know that we all face days of trouble. And we know there's a right way to face them in a wrong way. And we pray, Father, that as Israel records for us in the Word of God how they faced the day of trouble, that we would learn lessons from them that would help us to do the same. You bless them for their approach, and we pray you'd bless us in our approach also. For we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. The title of the lesson today is Setting Up Banners in the Day of Trouble. This first came to my attention when I went to the Ohio Historical Museum a number of years ago on a school field trip. We took our students down there and as we walked in the main entrance of the main building, I looked up and there were all kinds of banners from all kinds of military units hanging from the ceiling of that great big room. And it was really overwhelming to see all of these different banners representing all these different units that had fought in all these different wars or skirmishes throughout the years. I think when we think about setting up a banner, we can easily all tune our mind in to Irizma. You remember where the American soldiers are hoisting the American flag as a sign of victory, and of course a monument of that is in Washington, D.C. today. Another one that's a little more current, although younger people still might not relate to it so easily, is the scene of the three firefighters hoisting an American flag in the midst of the rubble of the World Trade Center. Remember when they hoisted that flag up and it was just a symbol that America is still alive, America is still fighting, and America is going to be victorious. Some of you, maybe with your children, have watched the Red Badge of Courage. A young man who at first was a coward in the first battle he faced ended up being really a leader in the next one when he took up the banner and led the troops in the battle. And I believe that's what's being referred to here in Psalm chapter 20. There's the idea of heading into battle and raising up the banner and that banner being of trust in God and especially in the Lord Jesus Christ to lead us in the battle and to give us victory in the battle. And then once the victory is won, having that banner fly freely, showing it was the Lord Jesus Christ and God who led us. So the idea of a banner is very important. And you'll notice in our passage of scripture in verse five, we'll rejoice in thy salvation. And in the name of our God, we will set up our banners. The Lord fulfill all thy petition. So Israel is getting ready to go into war. And as she goes ready into war, she wants to set up her banners and to acknowledge clearly that the battle is the Lord's and they're going to follow his direction and therefore get his victory. Now, I think that's very important for us to remember because oftentimes we wait to actually look to the Lord for help when we're in the midst of a day of battle, or we look to the Lord for help when we're in a day of battle, but we're losing. But here Israel gathers the night before the battle And Israel lifts up their voice unto God, and the king lifts up his voice unto God, and then they lift their voices up together unto God to close our passage. In fact, if you were to look at that outline that I just gave you, it would be this verses 1 through 5, the people's prayer for her king. And of course, that king at that time would have been David. You'll notice in verses 6 through 8, the king's response. And then you'll notice in verse 9, the people's confidence in a victory. And we'll see that as we outline the passage today. So it's important for us to recognize the need to lift up our banners and give praise to God and trust God to lead us in the battle and establish the battle for us. Now, there are a number of things in this passage that I'll outline according to these verses, and I'd like to just go through them with you one by one. Again, being a podcaster is an advantage. You can stop it at any time, read these verses yourself, and make any notes you want to make. Even if you're listening to this in the car or somewhere where you can't take notes right now, you might want to go back and take notes of it later. But I I think there's just some points or lessons in these verses that are so important for us to remember as we face a day of trouble. Here we are. First of all, verse number one. I'd like to note this. We all face a day of trouble at one time or another. We all face a day of trouble at one time or another. Listen to our verse. The Lord hear thee in the day of trouble. The name of the God of Jacob defend thee. Now, the idea of the word trouble means to press or to be pressed, to be straightened or to be distressed. And such a day comes sooner, oftentimes, rather than later. Whether it's a day of trouble for individuals, or whether it's a day of trouble for a nation, we all face days of trouble. And there's two things I think we need to note here. Number one, we need to expect it. We will face days of trouble. And number two, we need to accept it. We need to take the responsibility to go through the battle in a day of trouble and come out victorious. That's very important. You see, oftentimes people don't expect a day of trouble. And when it hits them, they go, Oh, what's wrong? What did I do? What's happening to me? But wait a minute, days of trouble come to all of us. And then we try not to accept it. We try to reject it or run from it or, or not take responsibility in it. That's not going to be the right answer either. In fact, Spurgeon says this Troubles roar like thunder, but the believer's voice will be heard above the storm. Troubles roar like thunder, but the leaver's voice will be heard above the storm. So yes, we need to recognize that we are all going to face a day of trouble at one time or another. Now let me note one other thing with you before we leave this first point. When we go to our Bibles and we take a look at Job, and if we take a look at chapter 5 of Job, there are three very important verses that we want to look at. Job Chapter 5, and I'm going to read verse 6, 7, and 8. We'll just summarize this briefly. Job 5, verse 6 says this. Although affliction cometh not forth of the dust, neither doth trouble spring out of the ground. Yet man is born unto trouble as the sparks fly upward. We just had a bonfire over Thanksgiving with some of our family, and it was interesting to watch all the sparks that went up from the fire. And Job is saying, yet man is born unto trouble as the sparks fly upward. But what's the response to that? Verse 8, I would seek unto God, and unto God would I commit my cause. You see, as we turn back to Psalm chapter 20, we recognize this. We all face a day of trouble at one time or another. We need to expect it, not be afraid of it, and we need to accept it and trust God to lead us through it as we seek him. But there's a second thing we want to note in the lesson. There is help available in the day of trouble. There's help available in the day of trouble. Look at verse two. Send thee help from thy sanctuary and strengthen thee out of Zion. Two key words here. The first one is help. And the idea of help means to come to the aid of another. And the second is the word strengthen. Strengthen means to support thee. And here, Israel is praying for help and praying for strength, but they're not praying for it to come from each other. They're praying for it to come from the sanctuary, that's the dwelling place of God, and out of Zion, the dwelling place of God. They are not asking for the trouble to be removed from them, but they are asking for help and strength in the midst of trouble. Now again, When we face a day of trouble and we pray, we'd love to have it removed from us right away. Israel would have loved if somebody would have sounded a horn while they were praying on the eve of the battle and say, the enemy's left. We don't have a war tomorrow. That would have been great. But it doesn't always work that way, does it? There is, however, help in the day of trouble. There is someone to give us aid, and there is someone to give us strength and support us in the day of trouble where we can make it through. So we call out to God, Lord, hear thee in the day of trouble, and then we ask him for help, and we ask him for strength. There's a third thing we want to see, and this is found in verse 3. We are wise to prepare our hearts for a day of trouble daily. We are wise to prepare our hearts for a day of trouble daily. You'll notice two words that give us that idea in verse 3. Remember all thy, here's our first word, offerings, And accept thy, here's our second, burnt sacrifice, selah, or stop, pause, and think about that. As Israel gave their offerings unto the Lord morning and evening, and as they gave their burnt sacrifices unto the Lord at the different times, the different feasts they would observe, they were keeping a fellowship up with God. They were keeping a daily fellowship up with God. And, the, and it was a good thing for them to do that because when the day of trouble came, there usually wasn't any warning, but because they were exercising a prepared heart daily, they were able to face that responsibility of a day of trouble. You see, the person who waits to prepare his heart until the day of trouble may find this too late. It's best to prepare your heart before the day of trouble. I've heard that over the years by so many people, They say, Pastor, when I go through a difficult time, I feel so close to the Lord. That difficult time passes and I feel so distant from the Lord. And my comment to them, as well as my comments been to myself, we need to keep close to him at the good times as well as the troubled times. He is there constantly. He is a constant companion. He's there to give us help and strength. We don't need to wait until a day of trouble to recognize that. We can recognize that daily. It's best for us to kneel to the cross before rather than waiting till we're in the midst. Now that especially applies if you're not a Christian today. If you're listening to this podcast and you've never made a decision to trust the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, by all means you want to do that now and not wait till you're in the midst of a day of trouble. It's important for you to recognize that the Lord wants to save you. He gave his son, Jesus Christ, on the cross of Calvary to pay the price for your sins so you could be saved, and for you to put that off and wait is foolishness. As we look back in Job, man has troubles. as sparks go up from a fire. We all have them, but there's a difference when you're going through it alone or when you're going through it with God. So the first thing is salvation. Accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Offer yourself to him, verse 3. Give yourself as a living sacrifice unto him, Romans 12, paralleled here in Psalm 20, verse 3. Give yourself to the Lord. And then don't do that just at the moment of salvation and set it aside and say, well, I'll pick it back up again when I'm in trouble. No, no. Make that decision at the moment of salvation and make that decision daily also to offer yourself to him, to give yourself a living sacrifice to him each and every day. We are wise to prepare our hearts for a day of trouble daily. The fourth thing that we want to see is in verse four. We need to make plans for victory in the day of trouble. We need to make plans for victory in the day of trouble. Where do we see that? Verse four says, grant thee according to thine own heart and fulfill all thy counsel. The king needed the Lord to give him wisdom and a plan in order to win the battle. He didn't have the wisdom on his own. He didn't have the experience to draw on from his own. He needed the Lord to give him help. And oftentimes the Lord gives us help in ways that we least expect it. Can I take a moment with you and go back to an example of this? When you take a look at Joshua, and you take a look at Joshua chapter 5 and Joshua chapter 6, you have the people of Israel going in and conquering Jericho. You remember how they did that, don't you? They marched around six days one time, marched around the seventh day seven times, sounded the trumpets and the wall fell, and they got victory over Jericho. Now, believe me, there wasn't any book with a battle plan that outlined that for Joshua. There wasn't any military history that outlined that for Joshua. And you might say, now, wait a minute. Where did Joshua get that battle plan to get victory in Jericho? Well, I believe it's found in chapter 5 and the last part of that chapter, verses 13 to 15. I believe Joshua is doing some reconnaissance work, trying to figure out how he's going to get victory over Jericho. And as he's doing this reconnaissance work, he meets someone. Let's see who it is. Joshua, chapter 5, beginning at verse 13. And it came to pass, when Joshua was by Jericho, that he lifted up his eyes, and looked, and behold, there stood a man over against him, with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him, and said unto him, Art thou for us, or for our adversaries? And he said, Nay, but as captain of the host of the Lord am I now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth, and did worship, and said unto him, What saith my Lord unto his servant? And the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, Loose thy shoe from off thy foot, for the place whereon thou standest is holy. And Joshua did so. I believe this is a pre-incarnate appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ to Joshua. For what purpose? To give him the battle plan that unfolded in chapter 6 of Joshua and gave Israel victory over Jericho. Now, you'll have to look that over some more yourself later, but we want to go back to Psalm chapter 20 and note verse 4. As the people were praying about the battle they were facing, they said this, Grant thee according to thine own heart and fulfill all thy counsels. We need to make plans for victory in the day of battle. And we need to trust the Lord to give us a plan for victory in the day of battle. Now, let's take a look at verse 5. What do we see here as the people continue to pray? In verse 5, we see this. We are not alone in the day of trouble. Verse 5 says, we, we're not alone. Will rejoice in thy salvation, and in the name of our, we're not alone, God, we will set up our we're not alone banners. The Lord fulfill all thy petitions. We, the people, the king, will rejoice, and we, the people, and the king will set up our banner. Now this brings us to what we did in the introduction with the word banner. As I mentioned earlier, a banner, first of all, is to lead us in battle, and secondly, It is to display as conquered ground once the battle is won. So the banner leads us in the battle, and once the victory is had, it's implanted on the battlefield to show the victory has been ours. And we recognize in our Christian life, again, who leads us in the battle? Our precious Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And what banner gets established after the battle? The victory is his as he gave it to us. We are not alone in the day of trouble. I know we often feel that way. This is only happening to me. No one else has ever experienced this. There's no one there to help. I want to keep this to myself in private. But you know something? Oftentimes when we face a day of trouble, we need to recognize we're not alone. We have the Lord to help us, but we also have brothers and sisters in Christ to help us. We also have pastors and other leaders to help us and we can let our requests be made known, knowing that God will help us with them in this day of trouble. So, we notice now, number six, and we find this in verse six. We who must lead in the day of trouble are void, B-O-Y-E-D, lifted up by the prayers of those who must follow. I mentioned to you that in verses one through five, this is the people's prayer for their king. But you'll notice in verse 6 7 and 8 now the king's answer and it starts out with this expression in verse 6 now know i that the lord saveth his anointed he will hear him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand the king in this place david was encouraged to know verses 1-5 that people were praying for him the people were identifying with him, the people were praying for a victory that only God could give and lending their support to the king. And uh, it's a great thing when you think about this, because oftentimes pastors face very difficult days of trouble, and it's such a comfort when they know the people are praying for them. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 1 says, Brethren, pray for us. In fact, there's multiple times in scripture where that is made as a request. Uh, pastors and, and other leaders, in fact, when I think about this, I think uh, kings leading people need prayer and pastors leading their church need prayer and fathers leading their family need prayer and mothers leading their children need prayer. There's so much need for us to be praying for those who are leaders as we face days of trouble or spiritual battles. And it's a good thing to recognize we who must lead in the day of trouble are buoyed up or encouraged by the prayers of those who must follow. Notice also now, number eight, and we're going to take a look at verse seven, I'm sorry, number seven in verse seven, and here's what we read. Some trust in chariots and some in horses. Now again, it's not wrong to have an army. It's not wrong to have them equipped and ready to defend. Some trust in chariots and some trust in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. What lesson do we learn from this? Number seven, it is not wrong to have horses and chariots, but our trust must be in the name of the Lord our God. It's not wrong to have horses and chariots, not wrong to have them going into battle for sure, but our trust must be in the name of the Lord our Our God. The name of God is a strong refuge to those and a strong defense to those people that go into battle. Gideon knew that with his 300. Jonathan knew that with his one armor bearer. And certainly we've learned that over the years too. Let me share with you something from Proverbs chapter 21, verse 31. Proverbs chapter 21 and verse 31, precious passage of scripture. Proverbs 21, verse 31 says this, The horse is prepared against the day of battle, but safety is of the Lord. The horse is prepared against the day of battle, but safety is of the Lord. It's not wrong to have horses and chariots. David had them. But our trust must be in the name of the Lord our God. Notice now, if you would, as we continue to uh, point number eight for our study tonight, And that is this, when we trust, when we trust, when we trustingly lay the day of trouble before God, we may peacefully leave it to him and calmly await the result. When we with trust lay the day of trouble before God, that's what these people did. We may peacefully leave it to him and calmly wait the result. In verse 8, They are brought down and fallen, but we are risen and stand upright. Talking about the victory that's going to come. And then together they say, verse 9 Save, Lord, let the king hear us when we call. Save, Lord, let the king hear us when we call. I don't know how many times you have found yourself in this position. I know my wife and I have found ourselves multiple times in this kind of a position. And it's found in Second Chronicles chapter twenty. In 2 Chronicles chapter twenty, there's an enemy that's going to be moving in on Israel, and Israel really doesn't have the ability, not the power, or the strength to resist that enemy. And there's an interesting statement made in verse twelve of Second Chronicles chapter twenty. It says this: "O our God, wilt thou not judge them? For we have no might." against this great company that cometh against us. Neither know we what to do, but our eyes are upon thee. You know what we have in that little verse, 2 Chronicles 20 verse 12, is a great summary of what we're looking at in Psalm chapter 20, lifting up banners and uh, setting up banners in the day of trouble. We recognize that we have these days of trouble and we need to be prepared for them by daily having a heart right with the Lord. But we also need to recognize there are oftentimes we don't know what to do, but God knows what to do. And he'll give us the direction at the right time and in the right way in the right place and even fight the battle if necessary for us. That's exactly what happens here in Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 12. When you read this passage of Scripture a little further, you come to verse 15 that says this. It says, And he said, Hearken ye all, Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou king Jehoshaphat. Thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude. For listen, the battle is not yours, but God's. And they actually, in verse 17 set yourselves, stand ye still, still and see the salvation of the Lord. And you can read that passage later and see the great victory the Lord gave. Now, why am I saying this? Well, again, we're in 2020. And again, we've seen lots of days of trouble. And I'm sure that with things coming up with 2021, we're still wondering about these days of trouble and what's going to actually be happening. There's a lot of speculation, there's a lot of views, there's a lot of words being written, a lot of programs being produced, a lot of uh, internet information going out and everything about what may happen. And it can really overwhelm you for sure. And I believe that what we need to do, especially as Christians, if you're not a Christian, I'd invite you to become one because you can be a part of this. But I believe that we as Christians need to remember what Israel did as they got ready to go into a day of battle, and what did they do? Setting up banners in the day of trouble. Setting up banners in the day of trouble. Letting God lead and letting God give the victory. And How do they do that in a practical way? We all face a day of trouble one time or another. Let's expect it and accept it and trust the Lord to help us through it. There is help available in the day of trouble. He is our help, and he is our strength. Verse 2. We are wise to prepare our hearts for a day of trouble with our offerings and our burnt sacrifice. We are also need to make a plan for victory in the day of trouble. In verse 4, he'll give us that plan. We are not alone in the day of trouble. We are going through this together, and our banner will lead us in the battle and be displayed in conquering ground once the battle's won. And then, we who lead in the day of battle are buoyed or encouraged by the prayers of those who must follow. We need to be praying for leaders, whether it be in our home or all the way up the chain. And number seven, it is not wrong to have horses and chariots. That's good, but our trust must be in the Lord. And then number eight, when we trust in the Lord and when we, when we trust and lay the day of trouble before God, We may peacefully leave it to him and calmly await the result. Neither know we what to do, but our trust is in thee. I this rejoice over this passage of scripture. It brings such great comfort. People of Israel praying, the king responding, and then all of them rejoicing together. Save, Lord, let the king hear us when we call, preparing for the day of battle. Well, this has been from the pastor study with Pastor Martin Macedo, and you may email me at Macedo, F-H-M, at gmail.com, M-A-S-I-T-T-O, F-H-M, for Fell helpers ministries, at gmail.com. Lord willing, we'll post another Bible study next week. But I'd like you to remember, based on today's lesson, we all face days of trouble in our life. We all face days of trouble in our Christian life. Preparing for them often makes the difference between victory and defeat. Psalm 20 tells us how to prepare for them. And now the question, how are you preparing your heart for a day of trouble? Thank you for listening. I trust this has been helpful to you. And more than that, I even trust you'll have a great day as you think about the Lord and rejoice in his goodness to us.